up guys welcome to real estate podcast episode 120 here with griffin i'm here with travis and i'm here with adam this week we watched the lords of chaos lords of chaos oh i spit some yogurt out sorry black metal um travis you were right they take forever to die <laughs> they do though especially the like- the guy that looked like he looked like um, a, a principal from one. What movie was that? What was the see? You know what I'm saying? The guy that followed him outside and was in like, the, I, he looked so familiar. It, it wasn't him, but he 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 favored another actor. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Right. That bald dude that did all those movies back in the day. Yeah, I'll find him. Anyway, um, so this movie has kind of been on our radar for a little bit, right? Yeah. I mean, we've seen the trailer and, you know, we've, uh, we were excited about it whenever we saw the trailer because it was, this is something that when you grow up in the kind of music scene that, that we gravitated towards, these, these were all myths that I heard. I don't know if y'all heard any of them, but I did, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And it's like, have you heard that band where the fucking, the singer like killed himself or the, because, when I was first told it, it was like the guitar player killed everybody. Killed the singer. Right? That's what I heard. Boy, he, he killed the singer, uh, shot him in the head. Then before he called the cops, he took his brain out, what was left and cooked it and ate it. That's what I, I heard that he killed him. Yeah. So that was the, that was what I heard growing up. But we got facts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Based on the truth, lies, and what really happened, right? Yeah. Ain't that how it opened up? But, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it is. It's one of those things that we uh, that I heard, and then it was like, oh my god, could you imagine that? And then they used the one, the picture of the the vocalist that was dead as the album cover, like all this other I crazy. Actually, Google that. You can see that. The it's picture there. of the. Yeah. You know, how crazy is that? I would think it would have to be illegal. I mean, right? Not if you put it out yourself, I don't guess. So, oh. did they call the cops? Yeah. I mean, I they didn't so. show that part. I mean, they'd have to, though, right? I mean, if I'm a cop, I got some questions. Uh, yeah, who moved right. the gun? Who moved the knife? Who moved yeah. the body? What are you doing with that camera? Well, they might not have. Because he was from Sweden. Somewhere like that. So, I mean, for yeah, all I the, know. I mean, he just kind of showed up there. I don't, I'm sure that he was just like not being tracked. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. his fam, you know, his dad or whatever calls him. Well, you know, while that shit's well, happening, but well, we know they didn't bury his body because you can go online and read about him dying. Like he didn't just disappear, right? Yeah, that's true. So the cop, I guess they just didn't show it. I was waiting. I was like, is he gonna call nine one one or three one one? Whatever they dial. I think it's nine nine nine. Oh one one eight nine nine nine. <laughs> it's a different country. Um. 
I enjoyed this movie. I did too. Really I good. really, I really. <clears throat> cool to see yeah. a movie it like highlighted, that. It highlighted like a lot of, like you were saying, Griffin, like a lot of the more coming from the States, it's more mythical than just an event that went down, you know, as, as you get closer to Norway. Yeah. So it's, it, it's incredible that it's incredible how it took like no one figured out that Varg was doing the burnings. Like how 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 did they allow him to burn almost all of fucking Norway down? I know, right? On their Wikipedia page, you can see several of the pictures of the churches that he burned down. Like before, you know, before he burned them down, they were all like really old. Yeah. That motherfucker was crazy. Well, still is. Yeah. We'll get to that later. Um, yeah, we'll get to that in a minute for sure. That dude's nuts. Yeah. But, like, remember at the beginning of the movie, like, he wasn't that crazy. He was just kind of like, you know, like, he looked up to him. Yeah. Like, he wanted to be in the band. He did. He, well, he, he kind of turned him against him throughout the movie. Like, yeah. Dick, all right, bad lieutenant decision was taking credit for everything when you yeah. didn't have nothing to do with it. Yeah. I mean, he was just slapping his name on everything. Well, and this is what I, I told Adam a minute, like earlier, right before you got on, uh, Trav, because we were kind of talking back and forth about it. But d- was it not like this dick measuring contest that nobody wanted to back down from? It pretty much was. I mean, it's like. Neither one of them was really into it, into it. Like, the only reason I think Varg got so into it as he did was just to prove that he Euronymous, was the baddest. Yeah, that he, that he was more metal or more yeah. whatever. You know, like, that's... So, and... Because you see his transition in the movie. Like, well, it's kind of a transition, but not really... The idea of like he sh- he comes to the you know he goes to the show and then mm-hmm. he meets him after the show and he's like calls him a he's fucking the- poser yeah and then he leaves and then years a couple he years cuts later patch off his jacket yeah a couple like a year or so later he shows up at the record store and he's like you know I want you to check out my band and all this stuff and gives him the fucking tape. He really like, wasn't into it then. You could see he was just sitting in the, when their little, what they call that thing? What was that thing? The inner black circle? Yeah, their little hangout. Yeah. yeah. That little room they had down there, which was pretty cool. Um, yeah. Um, He was just kind of sitting there like he didn't want to drink. No. I don't think I, I ever saw him drink the whole movie. No. He was kind of straight edge, right? He didn't eat meat. Yeah. He didn't drink. Been straight didn't, edge. Yeah. And then like whenever you see the girl show up mm-hmm. and then he's like flirting with Euronymous is like flirting with the girl. You don't want to take my picture. Yeah. And then the guy's like, Why don't we both why don't we all stay down here? And it's like, okay, he's gonna like be kinda like the the good guy, quote unquote. You mm-hmm. know what I'm That's saying? That's what I thought. He was like yeah. You know, being nice. 
but no. He said, take your fucking clothes off. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, like this dude. He's tr- he was, it was a dick measuring contest that yeah. nobody wanted yeah. to back down from. He says, what are you fucking stupid? Yeah. And she took, she's like, no, no, I'm not. She took her clothes off. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. I mean, I know the, the, the story topper thing of it, the measuring contest of it all. I think it was also a story about this kid that had an idea that attracted some incredibly unstable people. Yeah. Yeah. Incredibly. Well, well you can you can kind of apply that to any any like subgenre if you want to, because think about it. Like even like we've seen movies, we've heard of like, you know, these like music scenes that start out as like music scenes and then it kind of goes into a weird direction to where it just kind of gets out of hand. It might not get out of hand on this level where they're burning fucking churches down and killing people, but I don't know. It's like aggressive music is an outlet for, for damaged people. If you want to look at it that way, but sometimes the damaged people get too wrapped up in it. Way too caught up in it. And they take it way too far. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's, and you could even say that about the scene around here. You see people that get way too into it, and they take it way too yeah, far. Yeah, it's like, life. dude, get a life. Yeah, like, chill. Out. Like, I don't know. I think it it shows this really this really weird thing that occurred, where a series of really brutal acts of vandalism, and murder, and all of that laid the foundation alongside like a genre that went from this real horrible thing like this series of things that went on and how it translates from Norway as it reaches the states where it's just this processed media that they like like, like entertainment yeah like you're getting into music like I, I don't mean like you support what's happened, but like, it's almost like it's just a piece of like horror, uh, pop culture. Yeah. What was really cool was, um, whenever the, the crew was, got back together and they were like, dude, he fucking burned a church down. See, it was on the news. I remember he was sitting there eating a sandwich and yeah, he burned his church down. And then he was standing in the, the record shot with all of his buddies and like he was like you know he was just thinking to himself he's like he just made us all like a bunch of little bitches yeah and then when they when he finally came into the room they had that standoff yeah when he first walked in they looked each other in the eyes you know he's like i've been telling you i've been saying this for years yeah i'm the one that put this in your head he's like yeah but i'm the one that fucking did it you know like right it was really weird man like it just got out of hand yeah. I mean, really? Yeah, it got way too far out of hand. Well, like him wanting to go to the police. I mean, the the reporters. It's like, dude. Yeah. You fucking, fucking crazy? Shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, give me a break. Ruined everything. 
Yeah. If he would a little ahead of ourselves there, but yeah, yeah. So well, let's let's. All right. So mayhem is the band, right? That's who we're kind of following here. Euronymous or how you know, Eris, yeah. whatever you know, you want to call him. Like he's in the band, the creator and, of yeah. fucking Norwegian black metal. Yeah, I mean, really. And it sh- the, it shows it opens with like they're them kind of looking for a vocalist. Like he says, he's got the best drummer in Norway. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got the best bass player in Norway. All they need now is a killer vocalist. I like when that drummer was like, "I'm out." And threw his yeah. sticks over his shoulder, and he just went he disappeared. disappeared. I was like, that's right. kind of cool. Yeah, that was really cool. And um, they get this fucking letter in the mail. Oh, my God. Package. What's that smell? Yeah, it stinks, apparently, because they're acknowledging the smell coming out of it. They open it up, and they find inside a crucifix with a rat nailed yeah. into it a dead rat with maggots on it yeah and they hurry up and throw it out the fucking window yeah and he's like don't throw the tape out <laughs> I wouldn't even have been thinking about the tape at that point Dude, that's one hell of a calling card right there man I know right you fucking you 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 set this set the scene big time right there yeah you the, the bar is high oh yeah so they put it in, and he was like, this is the greatest fucking vocalist I've ever fucking heard. Yeah. You know, like, we've got to fucking have him. And they fly. He was from Sweden, I think, right? Yeah, he hopped off a bus. Yeah. So he was, uh, he showed up, and, and they all get this house in the middle of the woods. Yeah. That they're all living, and dude, they are fucking trashing the place. There's flies everywhere. Yeah. There's a dead cat hanging in the vocalist. Is uh, he hated cats apparently. They said that he, uh, yeah, he. They said that he was very depressed. Wait though, before we get to that, whenever he picked this guy up and they're in the car together, they're driving down the road. This is the first time they've ever met. He's yeah. just like, you know, he's like, yeah, around here, this is where we're at. You know, it's just normal everyday shit. Take you to the band house, you know. Yeah. Dude looks out the window and just opens the door, dude. And he's like, what the fuck? Dude? And he stops and he runs over there. Was it a fox? I think so. He picks up a dead fox, man. Roadkill. Yeah, that's like busted open and yeah. holds it up to his face and smells it. It's yeah. like, okay. And then he looks back at dude and he holds it up like, hmm? Yeah, like. Hmm? Like, what the fuck, man? And that's when dude was just like, all right. I mean. Yeah. Oh, okay. Different okay. strokes for different folks, man. Yeah, right. So then we cut to the house. Yeah, so then, then they get to the house, and then they're talking about how he has some uh, some uh, depression He died issues. once when he was a kid. He was yeah, bullied. they said that he was bullied so bad that these kids beat him. Till he was dead, and then they brought him back to life, and he was, I guess, never the same after that. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing. Clearly a cutter. Yeah. At one point, you could see his arm, and he's got like yeah. 40 cuts on it. We'll get back to that in a minute, too. 
<laughs> yeah, right. Um, right here, it's and we see this in the fucking in the movie. It's, uh the drummer said before the show's dead used to bury his clothes into the ground so that mm-hmm. they could start to rot and get that grave scent. He was a corpse on a stage. Once he even asked us to bury him in the ground, he wanted his skin to become pale. Like, this is the kind of guy that we're talking about here. Yeah, he was really weird. He was very, very odd individual. Well, I think it, I think it points out that, like, these people believe the type of shit that they were playing. Yeah. Or they were about that level. Life. Or if it was, or it, or it's just a a dedication to an art form that's yeah. just completely fucked up. If you're for people who are, you know, if you don't, if you're not familiar with that type of shit, or much less the the, the gimmick of it all. But like yeah. to the, to to this to this group of individuals, clearly it wasn't a gimmick. Like it was how they conducted themselves. Yeah, because you right. know I get doing that on stage in front of a crowd. But they made yeah, and, but, and they made they they made this point, and it's always little subtle things. They made you know that Euronymous had a param like uh, some parameters that he worked within. Like he never went too far. But no. it was always those around him that did. Yeah. And the film depicted him as the guy that, like, he would get to a certain point and he'd back off, then someone else would take the torch and drag his ass to the finish line whether yeah. he wanted to or not. And it's what makes the, the movie, it makes the story even more depressing, knowing that, like, he was rolling with a bunch of people that claimed to be like-minded towards him, but at the end of the day, they didn't get it. The way he was, like they, none of them were picking up really what he was putting down. Yeah, like he still, he still had that dedication to 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 to, to his artistic view of music and all that that entails, and kind of the anti imagery of pop music, even even through the movie explaining like you know they were very much anti um, thrash metal. You know, they they even threw out the word life metal to kind of broadly, you know, generalize all of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they, they took it uh, Yeah. It got out of hand. Certainly. Incredibly. <laughs> but um, it shows their first, one of their first performances, right, as a band? Um, where they had the fucking pig heads on stage, impaled uh-huh. on stage. That shit was crazy. Like, he was up there on stage cutting his arms open with a fucking, with whatever he had, and it was just bleeding all over the fucking crowd. That was crazy. That was, that was, that was intense. I mean, could you imagine doing that? Adam? No. <laughs> and could you imagine just putting duct tape on these like severe gash wounds? He was the way he was sitting at that table. He was just like, that was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Why did I that do hurt? That? He was in the fucking <laughs> zone, dude. He put on a show. Oh, uh, he put on a show for sure. They were getting ready to go to this gig when they had pig heads. <laughs> he went and dug his clothes up out of the fucking out of the ground. What about that one part where uh, 
dude walks outside and Euronymous is looking at the window and he just takes all of his clothes off and starts walking into the fucking woods. Like, what the fuck? Where is he going? Like, what? I guess he's going to bury his fucking clothes somewhere. Not only that, but when they go out, he said dude was depressed, so and he hated cats more than anything. There was a dead cat hanging in his fucking room. And he said, oh, there's a cat outside. He said, really? And he jumps up. They grab the gun and they go, they run outside to shoot this cat with a shotgun. And they couldn't find it. And he put the gun to his head. He's like, kill me. Nobody will, you know, nobody will know. Just shoot me. That was really awkward. Like you could tell, you could tell dude got a little very, very uncomfortable during that situation. He's like, man, I don't want to fucking kill anybody. You know, like, he wasn't about that shit. Yeah, it was one of the first moments, I think, in the movie where it showed that dude was starting to surround himself with people who were taking the shit really serious. The yeah. whole fixated on death and that, that you know, instead of relating to it in a way where you don't cause physical harm to anyone. Yeah. It's, it, it's in that safe zone before you enter the realm of... Uh, of uh, being mentally disturbed, yeah. Where you acknowledge uh, every, where you acknowledge everything through the threshold, but you yourself are not going through it. Yeah, you're peering through the other side. I wonder how many shows they played together before he, before we get to that next part. I wonder if there's a way to tell. Uh, well, he was in the band from 88 to 91. So for two years. He kept that motherfucker on the edge of his seat. Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, dude put on a hell of a show. That was the thing is once they took the stage. Yeah. The image was there like it was. Yeah, it was something. What he was working for was there, but then when they left the stage, he was like, you motherfuckers are crazy, dude. Like, this is a a gig, man. It's all an act. But they were about that life. What would you guys have done? I believe I would have pulled the plug on the operation, man. I would have had to distance myself from... I mean... I would have never got caught up well, in the begin with. I would have kicked dead the fuck out. I would have felt like as after he killed himself, that would have been it. Yeah. I'd been like, we're. Tr- I'd be like, yeah, we're true Norwegian black metal, but you're not going to be a part of it because you got issues, bro. Yeah. Well, I think. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. It's just a different. Do what? He has a different set of issues, like. You know how, like, you play with people and they just don't show up or, you know, they fucking don't know the songs? He yeah. knew the songs. He showed up. Yeah. <laughs> he just he had a just problem fucking... with killing cats. And Dude, when he went stuff. into his room and he just was had a laying problem there. with being a functioning human being. Yeah. I yeah. thought he was dead when he went in his room. He was just laying there. I know. I did, too. He was like, yeah. oh, my God, there's a there's a cat outside. And he was like, what? <laughs> really? <laughs> that was weird. He had that dead cat hanging in his. Yeah. 
Let yeah, dude. Work. I mean, I don't care how good your vocals are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they have to be fucking amazing to be well, able you to. Well, you know, dude, like when you go back and listen to that Norwegian blackmail, that first shit, and then yeah. that right there just started generations and generations of other bands and other fucking black metal. Like, yeah. I mean, was that crazy that fucking made it? Yeah. Like, Notorious. You know, when you hear those songs, you're like, well, yeah, I hear it. You know, it's, yeah, okay. But when you look at, you know, what they were surrounded by, the people yeah. and stuff, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, one extreme always creates another, right? Yeah. To a certain extent, so. But uh, after in the movie, after it shows that show they played, it just shows dude chilling in his room. He can't get comfortable. <laughs> did you, Travis? Did you know it was coming when he's sitting there and he's yeah. like, he was getting all restless. I was like, oh man, he he ain't comfortable in his own skin, dude. No. So he gets up, walks over to his bed, gets this big ass fucking knife out. Well, now he was and, sitting on the floor. Yeah, but the knife was on the bed. That's right. He goes over to the floor, sets back down. And then he goes down the street, not oh, across dude. the road. He cut it, the, he cut it the right way. Wrist. Yeah. So he cuts and his fucking... The look on his face when he did it, you could just see him like, oh, that was just... Yeah. He loved it. Yeah. He was fucking infatuated with it. Yeah. And then not only that, he picks it then, up, cuts his fucking right arm. The, <laughs> yeah, then he takes it to the other arm. Now he's and bleeding then, a lot. He's leaking. Yeah. Now, and and then the thing about what makes this so terrible is that it's not a cutaway sequence. Like you no. see him tear right down his fucking arm. You they see show skin it. split and blood flow. Like it doesn't cut away through any of this. And. <clears throat> It's incredibly uh, realistic. It goes. It goes for a minute. By the time this happens, you're ready for it, but you're still not because this whole movie, you know, a lot of shit talking, building up, people, you know, trying to act like you know, act the part. Then this motherfucker comes along, and, and and even from the get go, you know, they they, you know, they make sure that in the back of your mind, you're like, man, this dude's, this dude's off. Yeah. And then when the scene rolls along, you're like, God damn. Yeah. Because it already kind of tests the waters when they do the show and you see them, you know, blood spray the audience. Yeah. And then when this happens, you're like, wait a second, what, 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 what the fuck? Like, he's actually carrying it out. And remember earlier, before they get out into the woods um, with the gun, the dude's laying there on the bed. Mm-hmm. And Euronymous takes that gun up to him and goes, "If you're so fucking depressed, here, just blow your fucking brains out. Like it's yeah. one bullet. That's all it takes." Yeah, I thought he was going to shoot him in the woods. Which I think, which now when it shows up next, which after he's, after he's, you know, cut both of his arms open and his throat, and yeah, he fucking splits his throat open. He's like, and not then, dead I, yet. For a minute there, it Has almost it felt like there was a little bit of regret when he got to, when he yeah. did the throat. I was like, oh, maybe he wishes he hadn't have done that. No, 
goes over to the table. This scene is crazy because is that his dad that calls and leaves a voicemail? I think so. Hey, good news. Yeah. He's over there writing on a piece of paper. Yeah, while he's bleeding out, he's writing a suicide note. Y'all remember they, what it said? They have his suicide note in full on Wikipedia. Like it's. Well, do you it's remember what short. the piece of paper said in the movie? No. It said something like this: "Sorry about the blood." Yeah. Well, the uh, suicide. The suicide note opens with with excuse the blood. That's what it said. But I, but I have slit my wrist and neck. It was the intention that I would die in the woods so that it, it would take a few days before I was possibly found. I belong in the woods and have always done so. No one will understand the reason for this anyway. To give some semblance of an explanation, I'm not a human. This is just a dream, and soon I will awake. It was too cold, and the blood kept clotting. Plus, my new knife is too dull. If I don't succeed dying to the knife, I will blow all the shit out of my skull. Yet, I do not know. I left all my lyrics by... Let the good times roll, plus the rest of the money. Whoever finds it gets the fucking thing. As a last salutation, may I present life eternal. Do whatever you want with the fucking thing. I didn't come up with this now, but 17 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The note in the movie said, excuse the blood. Something like, now the party begins. Yeah. And then he walks over to this bed, sets down on this motherfucker. And I hate to say this like this, but we get one of the coolest. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, they did a really good job. Yeah, it was this very well. This shit looked real as fuck, man. Yeah, it did. Like, I was just like, whoa. I mean, I was, I'm like, this is Vice. Vice did this. Yeah, right. Yeah. When he put it right there on the corner, I was like, oh, I don't know if that's a good spot, man. It was a good spot. Yeah, it it ended it right there. That's. Yeah. What a letter. I know, right? And that's, that's, that's the end of his saga. Like, that's the end of his fucking. Dude, it just started. Yeah, I know. Um, But then. Euronymous, like, leaves his house, or his parents' house, I guess. Throws away the fucking rubber tree. Yeah. Interested. <laughs> yeah, for whatever the fuck reason that was. And I then, figured his parents gave it to him. To a little housewarming up. gift or something, you know. Yeah. The rubber yeah. tree put live in the place up. <laughs> he ain't gonna be able to live that, that up with the dead body laying yeah. on the bed, you know what I'm saying? I didn't even realize that when I <laughs> but uh goes to the house tries to get in it, the door's locked he's throwing rocks at the window to get dead to come wake him up or to come up in the door wake him up so he can come up in the door never does so he takes a ladder and crawls through the window of one of the upstairs uh windows and mm-hmm. then walks in the room and just sees him his face says it all yeah he was just There's a fucking huge fucking blood circle on the floor. Yeah. 
Here's something else, though, guys. I don't know if, like, the way it looked in the movie, like, all the band members were kind of still staying, like, with the parents. Yeah, they were. So, Ed was living there kind of by himself, like, yeah, probably not good to leave that dude alone. No. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, look yeah. where he was yeah. living. It was a shithole, dude. Like, Yeah, I know. Just saying. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he goes in there and finds him. Then he's like, all right, I'm going to call the police. Call him. Yeah, call, then hangs up. And then leaves. Goes to the store and get has a bag, comes back in there, and it's like a bag full of like, disposable cameras. Mm-hmm. And just starts taking pictures of the fucking body. Yeah, the crime scene. Then he starts moving the knife, the shotgun, and everything around. That's fucking crazy, well, man. Well, he was about to call the cops, and then he thought, Norwegian fucking black metal. Yeah, right. And then whenever, I will say that, whenever they come back after that, all right, you know, we just skip two, bodies gone, rooms clean, yeah. big blood splatter, they're all getting out of the fucking house. Yeah. Um, they're out front, the bass player. It looks like they're getting ready. For, they're do, or they're moving their shit out. Yeah, they are. But he comes up and he's like, all right, guys, check this out. He's got the pictures. Yeah. Now, whoever the fuck developed these pictures. <laughs> I know, right? Because I'm like, Walmart will fucking, uh, no, sir. Like, <laughs> Call the they won't even de- They won't even, like, develop a titty, dude. <laughs> I no know, yank right? a titty. Like, <laughs> They'll yank a nipple in a minute. They will. Um, yeah. He comes up with these pictures, dude. When he was looking through those pictures and talking to other guys, I was like, dude, this is kind of fucking fucked up, man. Like, yeah. Like the way he was like, we're going to be so famous. Like, yeah. The singing. And oh. it's like, and then the other guy was like, dude, he's our friend. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, man? That comes back to bite him later. Yeah. It and does. then he's like, I got something for you guys. He pulls out these necklaces. With what he says is the singer's skull. Yeah. He's got, what, four of them, three of them? Well, four made total, him. right? Yeah, I think so. And everybody in the band's got to wear it. At all times. Yeah. And the bass player's like, uh-uh. Fuck that. We have our first little power struggle here. He's like, nah, dude, I'm... That was my fucking band, and... He said, yeah, you're right. It's your band. Deuces. Yeah. Picks his bicycle up. <laughs> it's like, where's he going to ride that bike to? <laughs> I know, right? I wasn't expecting that shit to happen. The bicycle. Oh, shit. And then that's... Then that's we the end like of Mayhem, a, really. I mean... Yeah, we do like a time jump, right? Yeah. Um, Got a record shop. He, yeah, he's got a record store. His dad loaned him the money to open a record store. The walls are painted black. The carpet's black. It's pretty fucking this, cool. Yeah. I'd definitely hang out there. Dude, he could have rode that out for the rest of his life. Oh, yeah, for sure. If all of that shit hadn't happened, it happens yeah. later. Or dumbass, you know, wants to be in the news and shit. Like, he yeah. could have rode that out and then been this, like, living legend. Yeah. And people like people would still go there today. Yeah. To just go in his shop and buy a record and 
and hang out, he'd still be alive. Yeah. For sure. If none of that other stuff happened, you know, because that's finally what sent him. You know, he was just like, yeah, fuck all this. Yeah. He decided too much. I like this scene because right after this, he's got a record shop. So um, this motherfucker decides. He's like, all right, I'm getting in. I won't hang out with the cool kids. Yeah. Right, so he goes in there. He's like, yo, what's your name? He remembered it because y'all remember the first time they meet was at the party at their house and he bumped into him, made him drop a beer. Yeah. So from then on, party foul. Yeah. He remembered that motherfucker. And then he was like, made fun of us. What was his little thing he had on his jacket? The scorpion. Yeah, the scorpions. Uh, yeah. Then he made fun of that, you know. Yeah. Uh, when they were in some restaurant or something, he made fun of it. And then um, he comes in the record shop, and he's like, you know, I'm looking for the, you know, where's the good stuff at? You know, where's the good stuff? And he's like, it's here. Uh, yeah, I mean, only, you know, it's in here. You got to find it. He said, but if you're a poser, you're not. I mean, I can't remember exactly what he said, but I was just like, oh, shit, you know? Yeah. Like, if you're a poser, you're not, you're not going to find it. Yeah, he said, "Why do you sell this shit?" And he goes, "Well, people buy that shit. Yeah. <laughs> like he's a he's a business owner, you know." Yeah. Well, it just goes back to the whole fact that it's all just an act. Like, yeah, I mean, even when he was being a dick to him before, yeah, playing rock star, man. Yeah. So, um, but he drops off the demo tape. He says that he's got his own record label and everything, and that he's. Uh, you know, looking for talent or whatever. And mm-hmm. then he, he goes into the back office after the guy, you know, throws the records on the counter and they start listening to him and everything. Pretty and cool records too. Yeah. And he's got this uh, map on the wall and it's like all those pins are like pen pals that I have in other countries that send me demos, like different types of demos and stuff. And I send them stuff in return. Like it's kind of genius. Like he's it really is dude. underground music all over the world. Yeah. He's, he's like, they're hateful or, well, or there's people that hate all over the world or something like that. Well, it's shit that nobody's ever going to put out there. Yeah. But there's a market for it. Yeah. That's that hard to get shit. Yeah. They only made 10 copies only and they made 10. it by hand, you know? Like, yeah. But, uh, yeah, he drops his demo off and then, <laughs> cuts to him in the house. You talking about when he comes outside? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, they're, they're sleeping in the record store. Now this guy that's sleeping, that lives in the bottom bunk is always watching horror movies. They, yeah. they, they show evil dead like 16 times. In this and he movie. was watching uh Texas chainsaw massacre. Yeah. I think it yeah. was in this scene. Yeah. He was sitting there watching that. And then it was showing a dude getting stabbed in the back. Yeah. Because he's the guy that was like, I wonder what it feels like to stab somebody. Yeah. He's How like, much force do you You should make? try. I mean, yeah, you should do right. that. Like, hmm. He was should just kidding. You? Yeah. like This was a on, joke. Man. Yeah. But um, he listens to it, runs outside in his underwear. And there's that woman out there for the Salvation Army yeah. ringing that, singing, ringing that fucking bell. He's in his fucking tired. Yeah, right. He runs out there, knocks on dude's window. He's like, this is fucking amazing. He's like, take it somewhere else because I don't have any money. He's like, right. oh, I get the money. My mom's got the money. 
Yeah. And uh, it shows them like going to the studio. Yeah, we get like a little, you know, like a little montage here of shit going on. Yeah. Shit's picking up. The scene's doing good. Record store's filling up. Yeah. When they're going into that studio and all those women are coming out, he's like, I want to fuck that one. And does this not, like, whenever you see this stuff happening, like, when we were in school, wearing the band shirts, you know, wearing whatever we were wearing, and you see people that look at you, like, and you just embrace it, and you're like, I'll fucking kill everybody. You know, like, they were acting like kids. They were kids. They were. But, I mean, they really were. Um. I don't even know how old he was when he died. I think see. that one dude. 25. Yeah, the one dude was like real young when he shot himself. He was 22. Yeah. Yeah. He he committed suicide in 91. And then, so all this happens in the span of two years. Yeah. Everything that's fixing to, that we're fixing to talk about. But, um. They go into the studio and he was like, Varg. That's what he goes by, Varg. He had he another like, name. I can't remember. Christian? No. Um, the what Count? Was that name? Nah, that, that weird ass Norwegian name. Uh, Y'all know what I'm talking about. It's in the movie. Varg, hold on. It was like, it was really long. Uh, Count Grishnok. Yeah, there you go. Grishnok. <laughs> what a fucking name, you know? Grishnok. So, uh, he goes, he goes into the studio and he's like, I want one mic right in the middle. And, and dude's like, that's going to sound fucking awful. And he goes, that's the point. So I'm guessing he records the whole first Burzum album. With one mic in the center of the fucking room. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's why it sounds like it's in a coffee can. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine doing that today? No. <laughs> if I come to you and I'm like, Adam, I got this idea. <laughs> yeah. We're going to put one mic up. Go somewhere yeah. else. I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine recording like that, Trav? think i have before yeah we've done shit like that (laughs) but you know like to put it out press it hey i mean he he did it on purpose yeah he did do it on purpose though we did it because we only had one mic (laughs) in the center of the room yeah (laughs) we didn't even know how fucking black metal we were back then (laughs) um we're talking one like a computer mic too like yeah anyway (laughs) <laughs> that's funny um but then it shows he gets the album in like oh, this is this is the first this is when shit started to go sour yeah it went south here dude so he said how will people know it's here and he's like i mean that's it nah, dude day. when he opened the album he said wait this is a misprint Oh, yeah. Why does it say this? And he said, because I told him to change it. He's like, uh. Why? Oh, he didn't like that shit, dude. 
No, not at all. This dude was really good at looking at him like he was going to kill him later. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Y'all know what I'm talking about? He would just look at him, dude, and just his eyes would burn holes through that motherfucker. Yeah. He had some strong eyes. For but he sure. didn't give this motherfucker a penny for these records. No. He was selling his records. He told him he sold a lot of them. He never got a dime. No. So he fucked him a little bit here. He fucked him. Yeah. He put his name all over it. He really didn't have anything to do with it other than he was just there. Like, Yeah. So this dude, Varg, played drums, bass, guitar, and did vocals on all those records. That's crazy, right? I mean, he spent all that time, God knows how long. Like, oh, he still makes music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He does. But, um, that's fucking nuts. I mean, how he, would you feel, man? You go in, you do a record, you know, shit's popping. Yeah. Foot Rot Records. Foot, foot Rot? <laughs> Is that what I it's like called, that. Travis? Yeah. <laughs> that's a real, that was a real label. A real that was that label was as real as this dude's label was. Um, you know, you go in, you, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? So you go in, you do something, yeah. you get your record back, guys, and it's like, oh, this is not the title that I had for the record. And the dude that's done nothing but just ride off, ride your coattails the whole. I mean, everything you do, he's just like, like it was his idea. Yeah. Change the title of your record? I mean, how pissed would you have been? I know. See, the partnership should have been over at that. Yeah. But. Kept going. Yeah. It certainly did keep going. But, uh, but yeah, they're having that conversation outside the record store, like marketing. He's like, you're, you know, you're good at the marketing. You're good at all this shit. And he's like, no, that's on you. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. Be he, a fu- dick. he fucking figured it out, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, dude. Like, big time figured it out. How many churches did he burn down? Uh, let's see. Dude. Uh, how fucked up you got to be to burn a church down? Whether you like a church or not. Yeah, I mean, I was it all promotion or did he really? Because, dude, when they were when he would burn these churches down, y'all know that laugh he had? Yeah. A little giggle puss? Yeah. Like, he enjoyed nice. I mean, but but at the end of the day, was it was it all promotion or was he just into it? I think that first time he went in and burnt one down, you know, it's like, you, you know, dude, when you set something on fire. Yeah. And it burns. You know, there's some, like, it's like, mm. Some fascination with yeah, it. Yeah, dude. I like burning shit. But I would, you know, I wouldn't do something like this, but. No. Standing there, dude, watching the damn, you know, what, 100-year-old church. Yeah. Burn to the ground. I think he got off on it, man. Hey, Y'all think that's when it started, he started getting like that? Is that where his evil started kicking in when he turned into this fucking pyromaniac? <laughs> I, I think that. Certainly contributed to it by a big. Well, once he started doing that, he was just like, I fucking, I can do whatever I want. 
Yeah. I'm going to get caught. Does it say how many he burned down? Three. They did more than three in the movie. It says here, I Googled it. How many churches did Varg burn down? It's funny that Uh, that was there. Like, like, oh. It says three churches. But no, it shows them burn three down. Because yeah. he burns the first one down and he puts And then the they go back in. together and then when he stabs the guy, they go back. Yeah. So. They yeah, did they that burn. third one that was like a celebration. They were like, we got to celebrate. He's like, let's burn a fucking church down. <laughs> yeah, right. Dude, like, we're just going to get some beers, man. And He's like, no, maybe watch that. the game. No, we're burning churches today, motherfucker. Like, that's- I, I kind of got funny throughout the movie where it's like, you know what we should do? We should burn a church down. Yeah. You should burn a church down with me. Let's burn this church down because this building's, you know, like. They had a little bonding moment the there. Top. When they burnt that church down together. And then, you know, uh, Macaulay Culkin. We haven't mentioned the fact that this is Macaulay Culkin's brother. I know, right? And. He's a pro- he's probably a better actor than Macaulay Culkin. Like he was really he did a fucking good, really good job. Yeah, but he looked like him, man. Like, yeah, especially like now that Macaulay's older. Yeah, they they you know they're like you can tell. Which if you go look, he's got like five or six brothers. They all look alike. They they, they all got those eyes, that face, man, with those eyes. That's the eyes. Yeah. They all look like heroin addicts, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, they do, right? Yeah. I mean, kind of. This dude could play, you know, he's going to be in the next, uh, train spotting. Oh God. Um, so anyway, like he's burning churches down. The dude decides that he's like, fuck it. I'm going to stab somebody to death. Like he goes out looking for somebody to stab too. You could kind of tell. Yeah, he went know? to the bar. Oh, he was in there looking. Yeah, looking for somebody to fucking. And the wrong motherfucker shit. rolls up and just like. Yeah. As soon I'll as he lit, I knew what was going on as soon as he walked. And then for a minute there, I was like, do they know each other? Has this been. This I don't a- know. That's what I thought. I thought it was something that this, was going on. Is this the reason why he dresses this way? Uh, yeah. Did someone touch him when he was a kid? Something. But then, uh, uh, Creepy Joe. I'm gonna call him. Rolls up on him, like starts touching him. He's like, well, "Not here. Let's go over here and do it." And I and knew that, dude that was, was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I knew he was dead, man." Yeah. He said, "Let's go into the woods." And he stabbed the shit out of this guy. Now, you know, I know it was someone being stabbed to death. Yeah. But damn, for a for a minute there. How funny was that shit? Like, yeah. the dude got up and was stumbled. I mean, it was just like, I'm like, dude, there's no way. Like, you'd be dead. Like, yeah. I mean, stop getting up because he's going to stab you more. Yeah, just play dead. You'll be fine. He stabbed the shit out of him, dude. And that noise it made when it went in. Yeah. Every time, it was just like, oh, I was watching this shit with headphones on. I heard it. I could hear the celery yeah. crunching. On yeah. <laughs> you heard each uh, each each impact. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Ugh. Um, so th- he stabbed this guy because Euronymous said 
Maybe you should stab someone. Yeah, like a passing comment. Was a joke. Yeah. Not only that, then he shows up later and he's like, stabbed somebody last night. Like that. They're watching. Oh, no, the dude, news. they come in and it's on TV and he's like, that was me. Yeah. And he's like, you did it for the scene. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Arg was so happy. He he's was. like, finally. Somebody killed somebody. Yeah. That's what <laughs> I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, man? I'm glad I didn't grow up in this scene. That's for damn sure. I know, right? They would have stabbed me fucking three days in. I'd have been like, I don't know, guys. This is a bad idea. <laughs> Come here, Adam. Let's go uh, talk in the woods. <laughs> got something well, out here I want to show you. Yeah, I bet you do. I found I a big bag of money. Yeah. Like, money? Really? <laughs> you go trotting off through the woods? So look, dude. We've now look, dude, we're burning churches. That's one thing. Sure, you're burning down a church. That's kind of fucked up. But nobody's getting hurt. No. It's a church. Right. Now we're but killing now. people. Yeah. Now. It's too much. And they like, celebrate the killing by burning another church down. That whole exchange right there. Yeah. He was like, you fucking did it, man. And then like. Uh, Uranus is just kind of like, yeah, you did it. Like, he's like, you know, like, Easy. have somebody, dude. Like, yeah. Really? That's you did that? And fucking Org's over here, like, fucking burning the church, baby. <laughs> like, he couldn't I wait. Mean, he's like, we got to celebrate, dude. All three of us have to burn a church down together. Yeah. And this is, yeah. like I said, let's just get a few beers, man. I thought we'd have a couple of Heineken's. Yeah. Eat some popcorn. Yeah. Watch Die Hard 2. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, shit. What about, though, I, I just want to touch on this for a second. When they're in the the second church, when they go in, he's got the bomb. I'm like, what the fuck? Where do you get a bomb? <laughs> he's got this fucking Casio, like, Calculator. portable, you know, airport <laughs> alarm clock. Yeah. Dude, when he was playing with that shit, I was like, dude, it's going to fucking blow up, dude. Put it down. (laughs) Even the guy was like, you don't need to be fucking with it. Yeah, Uranus was getting nervous, and he started ripping up pages, and he was just like, fuck it, burn the Bible. You know, and it was like, yeah, yeah, man, whatever to get the fuck out of here. Like, (laughs) he just wanted him to put it down. He's like, just put it down. Yeah, stop doing what you're doing. What's crazy? Is they built these churches in this movie to burn the fuck down? Cause that one was on fire, dog. Yeah, that shit was. was burning down. Like that was real. <laughs> and then they start kicking over headstones. Like they just had a little little uh, uh, grave robbers USA. <laughs> a little a little silly goose town. <laughs> start knocking over headstones and shit, dude. Like, what'd you do? Uh, might burn a church later. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Feeling cute, might burn <laughs> yeah. a church, dude. We got to find an old picture of him. Wait, just I've got there, it. I've got like, feeling picture. cute, might burn a church down later. Might burn a church later. I don't know. IDK. Hold on. I've got the picture. Keep talking. I've There's got nothing it. funny about burning a church down, but his little giggling. Yeah. <laughs> he was just. He was way too into it, man. And then they were like hanging around. 
Dude, if I was standing outside and someone set a church on fire, but we got to get out of here. Yeah. Somebody's going to call the cops. Oh, which one yeah. of which one of you mentioned this to me that I think it was you, Travis, like you're watching this Norwegian black metal movie, but everyone, <laughs> yeah, dude, <that's> it. <laughs> but everyone in the movie sounds like they're from like California. Like, yeah. Was that you, Trav? I think I do what I think I mentioned. Was it you, Griffin? It might have been you then. One of you mentioned that. Well, like you're watching this Norwegian black. It was you. Yeah, you're right. You're watching this Norwegian black metal movie, and like everyone in the movie has like a you know sounds like they're from California. Like, (laughs) nah, the the top one. That was. That's the look that he had on his face when they convicted him. Yeah, dude, I saw the video. I actually bookmarked it. Have y'all seen it? No, I have not. Whenever she's reading the the sentence of, uh, you know, 21 years or whatever, he smiles. Wow. Yeah. Look at him, dude. Yeah. That's a nice headshot. It is. He might get a movie role with that headshot. Yeah, really. I mean. (laughs) But, um... (laughs) Well, after these church burnings, after the dude fucking stabbed this dude to death, Euronymous was like, I got to get the fuck away from these motherfuckers. Like, nah, I'm dude, gonna- you skipped something. After all of that man? shit, this motherfucker's like, I'm going to the news. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he's like, uh, why? he's sitting there with those glasses on. I'm like, why is he wearing these glasses? He doesn't, he doesn't have a prescription. <laughs> He looks that's like, honey, I shrunk the kids with those things on. Like, that's his topping glasses, man. But then he calls him up, and he's like, I'm going to the news, man. I'm taking it to the next level. Yeah, it's like, what? And he's like, dude, that's a bad he's like, idea. What? He's over here trying to mack what? on this chick. You can already tell they're starting to drift apart. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to the news, man. Look, this, this motherfucker, dude, just wanted to be famous. Yeah. Like. He just wanted to be famous. Wanted to be somebody. Yeah, he was. Yeah, for sure. So then, then we move past our. He goes to the the guy comes up there. He's so stupid. He's like, "There's this group of people. What are they called? The uh, the the inner black inner circle. The black inner like circle. And he's like, how many? How many are there? And he's like, well. There's six of us. And it's like, oh, the dude just smiles at him like, bitch. Yeah. He's like, no pictures. And then he's posing later on. He's like, yeah. He's like, make sure you can't see my face. And those pictures are online, by the way. So they put this shit in the paper. When they're getting in the car, they're like, this motherfucker's going to be, he's so fucking stupid. He's going to be on the front page tomorrow. So they, they bring him in, dude. Cops come pick him up, bring him into jail. They can't do anything. No, because there's no evidence. Yeah. Because it burned up in a church fire, you know? Yeah. So he walks away scot-free. The fucking metal magazine calls dude up. Then he's like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, and he starts like, well, I told him to do all that. Like, yeah, I thought for a minute that that was another setup. The uh, magazine calling him. Yeah. Because his, his phone, dude, had that thing on it, and I thought that was a tap so they could listen to the call. 
Yeah, I thought it was too. Yeah, I was like, oh, what's going on here? Because then all of a sudden the dude just hung up. Then they're in the magazine, dude. Yeah. And then this is when dude gets pissed because he comes up. He comes walking up all mad and shit. Yeah. With his fucking boots on. He's got these Nazi fucking. Right. What do they call those boots? Shit kickers. (laughs) (laughs) How do they call them something? I can't Uh, remember, but. uh, Doc Martin. That's it, dude. (laughs) He rolls up in them, dude. And they're going to meet, right, and talk. And he's like, this well, fucking magazine, we got to do a tour. We got something else happen. Yeah, before before that, he puts Varg in the band, the <coughs> bass mm-hmm. player. And they're in the studio. It shows him in the studio recording, uh, trying to get some shit And he out was happy. Yeah, he was, he was all right. Well, this me. whole time, that's what he wanted, dude. Yeah. Like that, well, everything he's done, he burned yeah. down three churches. Yeah. To be in this band. He just wanted to be. And he fucking, he fucking, you know, he was rising up high in the scene. Like he, yeah, yeah. he, he, he went up the ranks real quick. Didn't he though? Yeah. Real quick on that, especially on that first one. They're like, you fucking did it. Like we had all talked about it, but you fucking did it, you know? And he's just staring at dude. Like I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Um, well that they put him in the band that happened. And then it shows him kind of falling out while they're trying to record. He's like, we got to get back in there. We got to finish recording. He's like, no, I'm going to burn this fucking church down and we're going to shoot, uh, take a picture of it. And it's going to be the album cover. Yeah. And he's like, why, like, why can't we just use the, the photo of the churches? It is. He's like, no, it's got to be on fire. We can't use it unless it's on fire. Yeah. Ooh, like, let's draw it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's like, a- dude, we just dodged the bullet. Big bullets. Like, you're Big not bullets. in jail. I'm not. Yeah. But after he went to the cops, um, record shop's gone. Yeah, that that happens too. Like, yeah, dad stopped there- paying the rent. Yeah. And uh, he's in there cleaning the record store out with that one dude, and he's like. I'm going to fucking kill that motherfucker. Like, why the fuck? With this taser. I'm going to tase him and drag him in the woods. Torture him to death. Make a snuff film out of it. Yeah. And, uh, it gets back to him. (laughs) Well, this this is where I think the movie, like the, the great guessing game, like what actually happened? Yeah. Cause we don't really know. Nobody really knows except for him, right? I mean, your honor doesn't know. This is I think I think this is a good time to interject into the movie now and update you on Varg's mental capacity then now. So there's a moment in the movie when him and your go to burn down a church together for the first There's a moment where while they're walking into the church, Varg stayed. Do you know what this church was built? Yeah. And of course he answers that it's built on ancient like Nordic ground, like pagan like mm-hmm. pretty much pagan burial sites that like where pagans would come to work. Well they used to do a so the movie sacrifice like rituals so, and shit. So even though they do depict the the Nazism that he kind of follows and has his his tendencies of 
of, of not really. He's right to you know, to, but he just believes in that whole Nazi type of uh, belief and shit. Well, let's fast forward to now. President Varg has since went on to get out of jail. All this stuff. He's got a wife to 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 what shows on YouTube, and he had a channel. It was called Thulean Perspective, and he would post a lot of content about pagan a lot. stuff. Uh, a lot. Dude, he put a lot he of actually, hours into videos, too. Long videos. He's actually... And none of his stuff's monetized, I, thought, I don't think. Mm-mm. But I'm going to get to his channel here in a minute, too, because it's current, like, now shit has gone. Yeah, within the last month. But it, Yeah, but, um, but anyways, he has all those videos about pagan and, 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 and all those beliefs, Vikings, Norse mythology, homesteading. He's all about prepper, prepping stuff and... Using bow and arrows and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kids with he, blind hair. Stuff like that. But amidst yeah. all of his amidst all of his his content, he uh he actually had some videos uh where he more or less gave his side of the story. And it builds up to where he pretty much it, the, the the movie plays out the same. It's just the context they put it because even before this movie was ever made, he had made those videos explaining mm-hmm. his side of the, the story and everything. And by what I can remember of the videos, he, he, he was, you know, he explained that they were just, it's what you see in the movie pretty much. Um, except for, uh, he claims that he did catch wind that Euronymous had plotted to kill him. Uh, and because of the extremity of the, if the movie, if the movie is not exaggerating when it's at its most violent, um, it creates the scenario where that paranoia of, okay, these people are doing extreme shit, I'm burning churches down, this other guy stabbed someone, when is one of us going to go the extra mile and just murder one of us, you know? So I could understand how that paranoia would slowly bleed into, into everything. Yeah. Um, and if not just because of that, you could, I mean, you could put anything at that point. Like, when is someone going to murder someone in broad daylight? When is somebody going to burn a building two blocks down from the shop? Or, you know, you you could put, you could try to put yourself in any of those people's shoes and try to, but, but it all comes to the same outcome that they were a bunch of really troubled people doing really out of control things. Yeah. But, but the whole idea about him being obsessed with, uh, ancient belief systems and stuff like that, like it's true and it's very yeah. hard. Um, you could like the movie could have done with eliminating the Nazi stuff and really drove into his belief about like elaborating on church thing because they showed you know they showed that he was that he was he he came off as versed in old belief systems and what have you but they also made quick it's almost like they used the the which i mean 
it's not like I sit and cover every stitch of the guy, you mm-hmm. know. But they kind of focused I, I on feel, the Nazi shit, though. I, and I think that was to steer yeah. the audience into like how extreme he was into. Well, it. he's like, the bad I don't guy. know. I don't know. It's not like I ever talked to the individual. Yeah. Um. But just by his YouTube content that I that I because once I saw because at first I, I found him through. Just other survivalist people, philosophy videos, stuff like that. You take that type of dive on YouTube and you end up all over the place. And I came across this dude. was watching, saw some of his videos. You didn't even know it was him? Not at first. And then, I can't remember when I put two and two together, but... Oh, I remember it's when he put out a video that was talking about Burzum. Mm -hmm. And I remember Burzum from... Back in high school, when when you know, back when you would get online and try to find the most that hard to get shit, you, you know, back you know, as far yeah. as kids that were into the type of music that we were into, I feel like a lot of circles had that little competition in high school where it's who could come up with the who most can dig the exotic band, like who 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 was going to bring the next big band everyone was going to get into, yeah, you know? right. But um, but amidst all of that and stuff, it, I, I want to say I'd heard of Burzum and Mayhem. Probably, it was around the time that I became a Cradle of Filth fan. I think when I was—I mean, this is high school and everything. Yeah. And I remember looking up them, and you know, when you find one band that you're like, okay, that's all right. Where, where's the well, you know, where, where's the band that people are? Because you know, you find a band, and then the way the way it worked for me is I'd find a band. And I'd read where people were praising them and praising them. Then I find that one asshole that shit on them and was like, "These guys suck." Listen to these guys. And then you yeah. jump to that band. Yeah. Do the same fucking process. You know what I mean? And I remember the first time I ever heard Burzum or Mayhem for that matter. I don't think I made it through an entire fucking song because I didn't understand the art, like the artistic approach of it being. I just thought it was just horribly recorded. Yeah. I disregarded it as oh, just like early 90s metal crap where it wasn't that big. You know, it was one of those things where, you know, it was abs- I feel like when it comes down to it with black metal, early thrash metal, no matter how much some of those bands and those records are so endearing through time, that era of music is, especially for those, those specifically, you really had to be there to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like while the internet and things like Wikipedia and shit like that make can make more 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 underground style music more palatable and more accessible because you kind of get that buffer going in like you know you pull up an artist on Spotify or Pandora or any other search and they explain what the, what the band was going for for sure Right. And so, you know, back then when you're still just band hopping and all that stuff, and I'm sure p- kids still do it now. I'm sure there's someone online doing that shit as we speak. But when you're just in the dive, you know, you're looking for what sounds good. And I, and it's, I, I did not hop on that train until way later on when I, I don't know, it's like with, with, with rock music. And this is encompassing anything with a distorted fucking guitar. Um, everybody has a different launch pad. But I think, regardless of where you're starting, though, you meet at a threshold where it's like, okay, 
you understand how this type of rock and heavy metal and punk music and stuff like that and it's like now let's let's go to another tier where it's like all right now we've got death metal tech metal uh or all the different subs like it's just like it's these layers that everyone gets to differently yeah And, well, and then when you realize, man, that some of these other bands that you listen to and like, like they grew up on that shit, and they were like, "We're gonna fucking start a band." You know, there's, there's, I'm sure there's bands out there where they're like a huge with, influence or like Mayhem, or yeah, or, or or in the case with Mayhem, they got their idea because they were just sick of. Like they wanted they 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 wanted that straight up evil fucking imagery that just what well, I don't know it was there but it wasn't they they wanted more money where your mouth is and mm-hmm. goddamn they fucking they showed yeah. up to bat yeah they showed up showed out yeah didn't they though like and, and here's the thing what do you guys think would be was more extreme. The slowly coast to coast level of hardcore music, or the black metal scene, because like th- those two seem like the the most violent of of where rock has went. Like as you know, as far as its span across well, the globe, I'm gonna say black metal because I've never heard of any of these hardcore dudes like burning churches down and shit, or killing motherfuckers but, like. But I mean, but but at the same time, a lot of hardcore and punk also, whether you want to admit it or not, there are gang level oh, tendencies yeah. there. Yeah. Well, and it's got that Nazi influence and in and in that yeah. stuff as well. I mean, it. Yes, yeah, I mean, yeah. There's skinhead, you know, punk and hardcore bands and stuff like that. So. I mean, but I it's, mean, it's kind of intertwined, hand in hand, really. I mean. Just I don't I I don't I know that like hardcore and the people around that genre, especially back in the day, they did some crazy shit. But I don't think it was as televised. Nah, more underground. Yeah, and they—that's the way they wanted it. Like yeah, they wasn't I mean, trying to push it to the. No. But that's well, if what, you remember too. They also the the thing about American about America's music scene, I guess you want to call it that, is we had we had scapegoats in those in in, in, our, in our eras of music because where we had an underground, there was a mainstream that took the flag for it. Yeah, I remember uh, I was on YouTube the other day and just through all the different you know in your 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 recommendations and shit came across that old ass fucking donahue footage where marilyn manson was on there yeah they I've were seen debating this. they were debating moshing yeah now i'm sure like you can mosh in any rock show i yeah. get that nickelback's got for a lot of bits. people i think but i think for a lot of people out there when you think of moshing you don't think of marilyn manson you don't think of the tidal wave of mainstream artists that exist now to a degree. Like when I think when I think when I think moshing, I think of like just old school hardcore, you know, punk hardcore punk shows, things where it was just 
I mean, okay. it's all the same, but I always attributed it to, you yeah. know, what what little hardcore I was exposed to growing up. Yeah. Well, and I think it's all a matter of perspective, though, whenever you, if, if you want to look at it that way, because think about it. If you get somebody on here right now that just listens to, you know, like that mainstream rock level, and that's it. Their version of like being in a quote unquote mosh pit is pushing people, and my version of being in a is getting kicked in the fucking head. Yeah, I mean it's a little, it's a no, dude. I witnessed this firsthand my whole life, dude. Going to a lot of metal shows, I've seen pits, I've seen Birmingham hardcore pits, and those are rough. They got gym shorts on, they're wearing army hats. Somebody's (laughs) getting punched in the face, dude. They'll hit a girl. They don't care. They just start swinging their fist, man, like everywhere. Yeah. All right. And then, you know, all these battle shows, when the breakdown hits, the circle pits, people go crazy. You know, it's like, I actually prefer that style of mosh pit. Yeah. That's the pit I like pit. to watch. I like to see that pit. Now, yeah. go to a corn concert. It's pushing. Yeah. That's it. There ain't, you ain't going to see some dude out there fucking eating fucking doing gorilla biscuits or fucking yeah. eating soup and skanking, you know, you ain't gonna see no <laughs> right. two steps, right? You know, you're just, it's pushing. So it like, you know, that that's like, it's just different. Yeah. Different styles of pits. Like, yeah. Um, it's all about our perspective. Yeah. And it depends on the, the, the people now, and the band. And I, think, and, I think for this, and I think for the sake of having a control in place with our opinion here, there is the opinion that, it's all nonsense, and it's all just you know what I mean. Well, the, as far as as yeah, as far as the outside looking in, for people who who aren't into this style of music, who don't understand that there is there is a level of passive aggressive tendencies with all of it, but there's like a mutual understanding when people go to these shows and, and do moshing. Yeah. I'm not saying people are going to get hit in the face, absolutely. Yeah, but there's almost a social contract that people agree that this is where a contained area of physical violence is going to happen. About it's not going to, it's not with the intent of hurting people, but it's an area where you're going to swing your fists, and so are other people. We all have an understanding. You've got to have thick skin to deal with it like they're not hitting you because they don't like you you're just oh. you're in an area where these, this is the style this is how people react to this music and it's how it's just formed into where I like this it. is the accepted means of it it's part of it dude could you imagine dude, you go to some pit. badass metal show and there's no fucking pit i mean yeah. a mosh pit a mosh pit at a metal show is the same fucking thing as the the old school lighter tribute to fucking like a ballad you know what i mean yeah. So many times, dude, I was at shows and I'm sitting there watching a band. I've heard them before, you know, listen to the records. I know what's coming. I know the breakdown's coming. And as soon as the breakdown happens, I turn and look at the pit because I know it's going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. Like you turn and look at it like, what are they going to do? It's this going to yeah. be wild. Like who's going to die? How many times you know? have you done that? At a metal show, you're like you just you see that breakdown coming, yeah. And you're you're sitting there. You might be watching a band that you've always wanted to see. You know, like for us, like a big name, yeah. Somebody we followed for years, and this is our first time seeing them. 
But when that breakdown hits, you just turn and look at the pit and watch it and just be like, they're fucking each other up, dude. And then everybody's got to understand, dude, it's cool. That's what happens. There's a circle about, all right, you say you got that guardrail about three four people, people back. back. Yeah, three to four yeah. people back. That's the danger zone, and there's a circle. Yeah. You'll know because they'll they'll let you know. Yeah. They'll if widen it out. And, you know, and I think I think it's awesome because like I've always thought moshing was awesome and I don't I haven't really had the ability to to put to words what I think is a correlation between a crowd and the band. And I feel like people who 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 are at the point where they're they're so pumped that they 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 go for the thrill of moshing and getting in pits and all that cool stuff. I think that area is like a concentrated area where they're almost on the same level as the artist when they wrote the music. Yeah. When, when the band finally when the band finally had that that practice that rehearsal of the song where you're at your it's the like if it's an aggressive track it's at its peak. Like where you reach the zenith of your practicing with it, where you're like, okay, this song is ready to be performed in front of people. Right. And I think every band has that moment when they're when they're when they're when they're getting a song together. They have that one rehearsal where it'll be like, all right, we're good with this one. How many times have you guys stood on the edge of a mosh pit and protected the the people on the other side of you? I mean, you know what I'm talking about? Where you protect, yeah. you like, might, maybe there might be some girls standing there. Yeah. Something, you know, usually, yeah. you know, like, usually that's what it is. There'll be some girls that want to get close to the front. And you're and, standing there like, bitch, do there, you know where you're standing right now? And you try to stand there and I hold them back. And to point out for for people who don't frequent these types of events. Um, and I, it's been said from countless other people, more credible people than I think than any of us as well. And it's that, you know, there's the fact that there's no intent for harming other people. But that doesn't mean that the capacity for it to happen isn't not isn't gone, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. there's assholes but, but, that try to create. But I think you know, there, but there's also. Collateral damage. You know, like, like, Adam brought, like Adam brought up, you know, there will be those people that don't mind to take the hit. They understand what the, what the pit's I'm stood doing, on the edge, but man. But they're there. But but they're there to be like, all right, we're gonna make sure, no. like you know, we're, we're gonna make sure Joe Joe Blow next to me, who's oh. here to watch the band. And there's nothing wrong with that. You, you know, it don't. Well, you know, it's almost like there's people who who step up and go, all right, I'm gonna make sure that this, you know, they 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 want to help keep it contained. That's and that's what I was about to say. Hand, and literal violence ensues. That's when it usually gets stopped, and it just becomes a shit show for everyone. In in a mosh pit, the kind of shows that we like to go to, there's there's two fucking jobs in this pit. There's the motherfuckers in the pit and the circle around the pit. And when they run into you and try to, you know, you push them back. That's your job. You yeah. push them back in there yeah. and if push you, them hard as fuck, dude, because that's that, what they want you, you to can't do. Take that shit personal can't get mad because, dude, they'll come over there and shake your hand and fucking hug there. you. There's no, you know. If somebody, yeah, if somebody hits the ground, you pick them the fuck pick, up. I pick like, people up. Don't, don't I picked up glasses and dick, phones. Man. and. Cause say, say we're all in this together. And you... You slip and bust your ass. You want somebody to have a hand to fucking be like, "Hey, man, get up, dude. You're good." So yeah. I, I'm a, I'm an outer pit. That's my, that's what I do. I'm a tank. <laughs> All right, I stand on the outer edge of the pit, 
And I try to get as close to the front as I can no, get, I, but I'm getting pushed. Like, I'm getting shoved. I'm pushing them back. I, I'm picking people up so they yeah. can crowd. So, no, dude, from like, when I, from like from like 16 to 18, I like from well, easily when I was 16, 17, man. I was, I used to love moshing. I'd have fun with it. My friends would do it. We'd all get in on it and stuff. And as I got older, I, I kind of got like with Adam, and I just started kind of being like, all right, well, I'm, I'm more hanging on. That tank, I don't tank, know, there's tank, something man. It's like you could, even if you're not marching, you can feed mm-hmm. off that intensity the same mm-hmm. way you are with the band. It's just, it's still a fun experience. That's what I'm trying to say here. Like, But I know that that's, that's entirely, you know, you know, uh, you know, objective. Dude, I have told people before, I've been like, you should not be standing here, okay? Like, you and your mom need to move over that way a little bit because it's about to get ugly. This yeah. is the acacia strain, you know? Uh, <laughs> right. um, but maybe, I've had people come up to me a- and tap me on my shoulder and say, launch me on top of these fucking people. It absolutely. It and you absolutely put your hand down there, dude, and let them step in it, just bam, launch them up. I've had people run up my back. Yeah. Tell Love it. Dude, it blows it blows my mind that 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 like that of the some of the shows I've been to, I don't know if you want to call it courage or stupidity. I guess it depends on how you look at it. But those type of, of aggressive events like that, those types of shows where you know the bands go in ham, the crowds go in ham. I don't understand why pregnant women think it's a good idea yeah. to be at the front row. Yeah, no. You don't. You I need to be in the back, the very back. You know, I, I get it. It's a good story to tell one day. It's <laughs> fucking. You know, it, it, it's. You know, there's no reason why you I had a miscarriage at a fucking hardcore I, show. I get all of it, but that is a seriously dangerous area mm-hmm. for for like a late term pregnant person, and it blows my mind that they take the risk to do that because they will push I mean, you into the guardrail. It's their. It, it is absolutely their choice. I'm not suggesting that they don't. But I'm saying that, the, like, I'm just highlighting that, like, that, it, it just, it's always blowing my mind when I've, when I've either played a show or, or been at one and you see them and I'm just like, man, you know, when you see something, you know, you're going to have to deal with later and you're like, God damn it. Why not? Hey man, I feel like Cause I, I'm, cause it almost ever fails. Every show I've been to, usually when someone moshes and, and somebody who is, who's carrying a baby is somehow at the show, almost always, they're going to have a conflict later on yeah. tonight. I'm holding a baby, you motherfucker! You know, it's like, yeah, you should not be standing here. Because that's, as, as, as polite as I would be and steer clear of the pregnant woman, a lot of people don't share that same opinion, nah. and they think, you know, we're here to have fun, like, you know, why should they curb to the air of caution for you uh, when you're the one that's in a danger like you know what i mean like go you, like, to the back of the bus your safety is you know and, and it it's hard to explain it negatively without sounding like a dick but you know what i mean but you guys know I how it I is don't think, i'm not saying mothers but like you know stay far the fuck away from the stand at the bit, back you know? the music sounds the best back there anyway look man I mean, there, there's plenty of other, yeah, there's plenty of places that you can still have At a good time and a safe time. Well, I mean, and even up front, it's just the, the place where, On the you side, yeah. that, where, where you know a singer is going to more than likely interact with, with the crowd. That's a dangerous area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I don't mean to go off on a tangent with this. It was just, no. it's just another thing I, that I've always noticed. You know? Well, you know, that's like part of our life going to shows and doing this shit. Like, you know, when you roll into that show, you're watching that pit. It doesn't take you long to find the asshole. There's always one asshole. But rest assured, before the end of the night, somebody's going to fuck him up, will, dude. Somebody's yeah, going to fuck him fuck more him. than one. You know what I'm saying? They'll gang up. They'll fuck him up. He'll get what's coming to him. You ain't got to get mad. It's like, no, everybody's already marked him. He's he's a marked man. He'll get fucked up for the end of the night. But that here's here's something I've always felt, guys. Like, I've stood at the back, at the very back, and watched bands play. I've enjoyed it. I like it. But that you were talking about, Travis, that energy around around that pit or just right there in it, like that there's a certain energy. It's Y'all like remember what, oh dude, it's like it's the best feeling it's like the it's like a drug you can't buy. No. You gotta buy a ticket, drive two hours, stand in line, like you gotta yeah. work for this. Do y'all remember when we were at that every time I die show at the masquerade? That feeling, that feeling. I know you. I know you felt it times ten, but (laughs) that feeling that you get when you're there. That's why I like that. I like being close to it because there's a certain kind of energy that comes off of it, and it's just like, I don't know. I like it. I like a pit. I like a show like that where it's like, oh man, this shit's fucking. This is great. Love it. I mean, and that's the thing. Like. um this people go to these shows everybody has a different agenda but a lot of people go to these shows as a stress reliever you know like oh yeah when i go to shows like that it's like adam said it's almost like a drug you show it's up so good, there, dude. there's nothing that you're worrying about while nah. you're there except for having a good time and we're all on the same page we're all there together. If somebody bumps into you, knocks you down, they'll pick you up. They'll fucking shake your hand and say, right, brother. You know, like, yeah. how many times have you, you know, the guy that like you bump into or the sweaty motherfucker that's like, you just, you fucking, you making friends in the pit. You'll never see them again. No. But for a split fucking second, you're, you're on friend. the same fucking page. Yeah. Dude. yeah. So many times. Yeah. It's great. And that's the, I mean, Hark kind of going back to the movie here. It's like the idea of like camaraderie and like hanging out with people with like-minded, you know, ideas and, and beliefs and things like that is, is, is something that's very special whenever it's fed the right way. Yeah. You know, this wasn't fed the right way, Uh -uh. like at all. But Um, this was early days. It got better over time. Yeah. But but I think that goes with everything though, because like I was saying earlier, even the scenes around here, you still have, it, it breeds this shit. It just breeds shit. You know, it's a dead bird in a bag. Yeah. Oh my God. But yeah, it does. It just breeds shit. Like you're going to have shit show up at these shows. You're going to be interacting with shit. It's just going to happen. You have to be cognizant enough to not associate with that. You know what I'm saying? It's. Oh, because, I mean, even 
even in mine and Adam's show going days, uh, we encountered people who uh, were def- definitely in their own twisted southern way, uh, very much the type of people that were that that were trying to get into into black metal and stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I know exactly who you're talking about, dude. No, these are the same two but guys was, that were there when Derek Love committed suicide. I mean, these are the same. There's there was something. That's another podcast for another time. There, you know. Right. But these motherfuckers. Do you remember Travis when they dumped a dead animal at the show? Yeah. Now these two, these guys, man, were all black trench coats, black fingernails, long fingernails. One time, I said, "Hey, man, what's up?" And he growled at me. Oh, growled at me, dude. They put eye, they put contacts in those those two guys. That's the only time I've ever run into that, though. I was just like, these dudes are on a whole other level. Ain't fucking with them, you know. Nobody touched them. Right. They didn't have a problem. Yeah. We're talking about the same people, right? Those two yes. dudes, they were weird, man. Real weird. Like, I heard stories of them doing shit to cats and, you know, like, I'm not even going to get into details, but yeah. they were, you know, that was their shit. Dude, I guarantee you they loved mayhem. The oh, yeah, dude. They would have been right there at the party. like. And then they wore those rings. You know the ring that covers the whole finger. Yeah, you know the damn the, the finger sleeve. Yeah, that's, they'd that's have shit I like that on, dude, and they'd be wearing all black trench coats and and when you do, there was no being friendly with you. Try because hell, I I make friends with anybody. Yeah, right. And you know, every every now and then you bump into them, you try to, but they were you couldn't friend these motherfuckers, dude. You were. If you tried to friend them, you were in Facebook purgatory <laughs> for life. Like friends, wow. you know, just yeah. That's the first time we ever, we ever come across people. And the last time I've since then I've never yeah. Because you know, man, it's like what? Why were they even there? Why were they like when you go to a show, man? You're like you're reaching out, you're hanging out with people, like yeah. Like what the fuck were they even doing there? I they mean, just want you could just tell, man, when you looked at them, they wanted to kill everybody there. They just wanted to be seen. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, it's all it's all a statement mm-hmm. against against the norm. Um I mean when when I got into heavier music, it was something that just kind of went down the road of like, okay, I like this, and then you read what their influences are and it's a jumping off point for like oh well they were influenced by this and then that turned into this and it was it's 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 one of those things where like especially where we grew up i was about to say this you we riffed in well and where they grew up in the movie yeah you're surrounded by religion you're surrounded normal people and i'm not saying we're not normal but yeah the stuff you know the way we dress the stuff we did like yeah. Like I stood out like a sore thumb. Yeah, me in too. high school cuz what nobody dressed on the way I was for damn sure. Yeah. Even when I went to like a, a, a you know, a city school. Yeah. Very few. It was it was like, "Oh, whoa, what are you You don't hunt and fucking mud ride?" I'm like, "No, nah, dude, I fucking decapitate fucking pigs, you know?" I never yeah. said that to somebody, but but I will say this. Didn't get fucked with. 
Yeah, I know. Didn't get fucked with because they looked at me like, damn, he might, he might roll up in here one day and go fucking Columbine on us. So (laughs) we ain't fucking with him, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, the way, the way that I was raised, you know, it's like every Sunday go to church. Yeah. And you're like almost force fed this life. Yeah. Whether you want to do it or not. Yeah. Not your choice. Yeah. And I'm not like trying to diss any of that stuff, but. Like, but you shouldn't make somebody do it. Well, one extreme always promotes another extreme. It's like those kids that have been sheltered their whole life, and then once they get out in the real world, nine times out of ten, what do they do? End up with like a fucking needle in their arm. Yeah, or with a disease. Yeah, it's just they can't. They can't handle it. Like, no. So it's one one extreme promotes another extreme. And it's like, it's the individual's, I guess, the individual's way, like the way that they handle things and the way that they go through their life. It's like they can choose. Either I stick with what I'm doing and be okay with it, or I like dabble in this stuff that I'm not supposed to be dabbling in because because they say it's wrong and, and everybody has that thrill of like, oh, you're not supposed to do this. So it's something that I want to do because I'm not yeah, supposed to do. It's taboo. Yeah. That coupled with the idea, like the especially thing especially where had, we are from, like yeah. it's taboo. Well, well and what's co- what, what goes hand in hand with that is like, you have these people in your life that are telling you, you can't do this. You're not supposed to do this. Why? This is wrong. Not only that, but then you find out that, what they're telling you not to do, they were doing the whole time. Yeah. Like they're so hypocritical. Yeah. And especially at a young age, when you find this out and you're like, well, why should I listen to any of, it? you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If this person is, is coming in on Sunday talking about how people that are out in the world, sleeping with everybody doing drugs, and they're and doing the same, they're, they're getting drunk and fucking everybody. Yeah. Then, like, then well, a week later, why can't I have sitting, fun? Yeah. A week later, after he says that he's they're in jail for meth possession, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like what the fuck? Um, you know what I'm well, saying? Well, I mean, you can't you can't really be a role model for somebody like that. Yeah, and they because you know when you're a kid, models, man, you look up to these people and you laugh. Yeah, well, and they're almost forced on you to a certain extent. He's a preacher. Forced you need role to models. To what he says. Yeah, and then you realize, like, oh. Well, he's, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really. And the older you get, the more you find out about. And then whenever I look at my life compared to some of these people that I was supposed to model my life around, I haven't done near the nah, amount dude. of shit that they have done. You know what I'm saying? No. Nah. I listen to fucking satanic quote unquote music. It's just you know? music, man. Yeah. Just because I like this music. It doesn't even mean it. It doesn't even mean that I believe in the devil. Like it's it ain't got nothing to do with the devil. No, and it ain't got. I'm not trying to scare somebody with it, or I just like no. it. It's, it's good an energy. Yeah. Either I mean, you get it or you Yeah. Good music's good music. Period. So, uh, do y'all want to finish the movie out? What What happens next? Oh my god. So dude tells Varg that he's going to, that, uh, Euronymous was like, I'm going to fucking stun him with the fucking taser, paralyze him with it, take him to the woods and torture him to death. Make a and Varg's film. like, 
make us <laughs> yeah Varg's Slow like not on my watch yeah. motherfucker not if I and kill he, you first he rolls out to Oslo yep. which and is like dude he's thinking about it too he's like he's laying down in the back seat with a blanket pulled over his head he's they stop and buy a movie he's like we watched this movie tonight cause see his thinking was he bought it on a credit card there's yeah. a paper trail, the same credit card they use at the goddamn gas station. Hello. Yeah. Like, right. So they roll so, up, dude. Well, before that, we got a contract. This. Before that, Euronymous sends him a contract that says, if you sign this, I will release all of Burzum's music to you. You can uh, have everything have back. He gives everything. him his chip back. Yeah. He's trying to make it right. Yeah. Now, hey, I don't know if that really happened. I don't know. Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It was in the movie. We'll have to dive deeper into that. You know that. how movies go, though? Yeah. Had to have a reason for him to meet up. Yeah. But uh, well, this last boss was hard. Yeah. He sends him the contract and was like, sign this. And at this point, Euronymous is like, Mayhem is actually going to be a band. I want to be in the band. I want to tour. I want to be a musician. Fuck all these crazy people that I'm yeah. around. Fuck Varg for being. I'm gonna hire some real person. musicians, and that yeah, get it that it's just a job and not a way of life. Yeah, and just do it. Do it right. Like we like made it. it. We have. We've. We made our stamp. Like we're we're golden. All yeah. we gotta do is tour. Yeah. And uh, Varg's not having any of it. He shows up and fucking. Oh man. Signs the contract, and then he's like, "Dude's walking off." He's like, "Where the fuck are you going?" He's like, "I'm going to get a pen to sign the contract." You know, yeah. he comes in there with the pen, and he fucking pulls his big ass knife out and gets. Well, he him ran up on him, dude. He was like, "No, you're going to get your taser." Yeah, because you want to kill me and make a fucking snuff film. He's like, and he's what like, the what? And he stabs the shit out of him, dude. Yeah. Hard in the gut. Just, uh, and dude yeah. is like, what the fuck are you doing? And then he tries, he tries to stab him again and he grabs it. Yeah. He stops it from going in, but then he pulls it back and it cuts his hand. He's like, look, dude, you can leave right now. Yeah. And this, the, everything's going to be okay. We're yeah. even. But nah, dude. He wouldn't have no, that. This motherfucker, no. and I don't know what happened in, in real life, but in the movie, this motherfucker died a brutal death. Yeah. Brutal. Well, they said online it says that he was stabbed 23 times. Uh-huh. So. Did, did like, Varg suffer any, you know, damage to his body at all? I don't think so. Well, it seems to me like if other dude was plotting and. He was that kind of, I mean, he would have done something, you know, yeah, like, right. I mean, yeah. Now I'm not saying that the whole time this was going on, he was begging and pleading, please, man, just leave. It's a, why are you yeah. doing this to me? But there's this one scene, man, when he goes out the hallway and he falls down the steps, this motherfucker's acting. Yeah. This was, his was his time to shine right here. Like he's not going to get an award for this, but kind of deserved one, you know? Yeah. When he falls down those steps and just plat right there, you know, ass pl- ham splats. 
Yeah, right And this motherfucker floor. comes up, and he's like, I'm your fucking friend, man. Yeah. Bar gets some tears in his eyes, which we don't know if that really happened, but. And he was just like, and then he just like wiped it away and was like, no, fuck you. Uh, uh, and just stabbed the shit out of him, man. Yeah. That was just, brutal. It was. A stabbing, <laughs> dude? I'd rather be shot in the face. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, I'd rather just shoot me. Don't stab yeah. me to death. Because that's, I mean, can you imagine? No. Well, he stabs the shit out of, then stabs him in the head. And Brutal. Puts his boot on his head to pull the knife out. Because he can't out. get it out. Yeah. But when he stabbed him in the head, you could see the, the release. Yeah. Because this it motherfucker was, was in pain, dude. Yeah. Like, I wish he would have went straight for the head the first time, but nah, dude. See, that's, it was personal. It was. Anytime somebody gets stabbed that many times. Yeah. I've watched enough First 48 to know this. <laughs> it's personal, man. If you stab him more than three times, yeah, you got a bone to pick. Yeah. Sure. I mean, it was, it was terrible. Um, I don't know this guy's full story, but I do know this. Let me throw this at you. I'm going to make it real quick. Less about a month ago, YouTube, he's been doing it for a minute. He's been doing YouTube for a while. Me and Travis, a few months ago, we were watching his videos on his channel. Right. May or may not have subscribed to him. I can't remember. You know, I, I didn't write the recipe. I just, I was there. But right. um, his channel was canceled by YouTube for making racist and, you know, he yeah. said some things. Uh, and then uh, a week or so after that, he created out, another channel. I think channel. we should point out that, that I, I don't, I it was more of a fascination. I don't. Oh yeah, dude. I don't, I'm not. I don't. Yeah, I don't pick I'm, up with this I'm guy. No, dude. I'm not. He's crazy. He's fucking crazy. Yeah. Like he's, I, he's I, I don't believe in all this Norwegian there. fucking god shit. But it was just you know this is the guy from Mayhem, and I I want to see what he's. I just wanted to see what he's got. This like a train wreck, dude. Like mm-hmm. I just want to see what is he saying. You know, there was this one video. The video where he talks about this, this whole thing where he stabs him and kills him, he's just sitting in a car, man, and he's got a camera on the dash, and he's just sitting in a car talking about this shit, and he's, like, calm as fuck and just explaining his piece, and it was weird, <laughs> you know? Like, right. you killed a fucking dude, man, Like, and, you you know, but he served his time. Out of the 21 yeah. years, ago, he did 15. He, he did his time, like, but... YouTube cancels his channel. This is getting around the time this movie comes out. Everything was fine until this fucking movie came out, dude, because he had uh, over 200,000 subscribers, and that's what they didn't like. He was getting, yeah. he was picking up people, and they're like, oh, we can't have you converting fucking kids, dude. Like, you can't. Right. All right, a week after that, he makes another channel, puts a video up. YouTube deletes that shit, too. All right? Damn. His wife has a YouTube channel. Now, Travis, I've done a little research over his wife. He's married to some lady. She's a little off. She's weird, but a lot of her videos are like, um, they got these kids, man, blue eyes, blonde hair. Like, there's a lot of videos of them out in the woods using bow and arrows, teaching their kids to like live off the land. Like, it's, it's weird. And then they'll have these videos where they start talking about these gods and shit. And they, dude, and we're talking, 
three-hour videos that they put a lot of work into. Like, dudes read some books, you know? Right, yeah. Uh, a lot of these videos, when you see him talking, he's got this big bookshelf behind him, and I'm like, okay, he's he's balls deep in this shit. Like, yeah. it's religion. Like, um, right now, he's got a Twitter. Found his Twitter. Through her channel, she uploaded a video after all his channels were deleted that he's got a Twitter. Went to his Twitter. Strange ass post. Dude, I'll send it to you guys. You can check it out. They're just, they're strange. Like, each post is like a fucking, you know, cryptic message or something. Like, it's just, and he's like, I'm working on a video. You know, it takes me a long time to put shit together. Like, he's, he's got some weird music. So that's what's going on with him. He's been fucking deplatformed. Yeah. And it's around the time that this movie came out. Right. You know, people started looking into the movie and they're like, oh, this guy, and then, oh, he's got a YouTube. And then, you know, they, YouTube's like, ah, eh, we don't want to, we don't want to get behind that. Yeah. Well, but you let him do it for years until the movie came out. I mean, yeah. Like, what the fuck, man? But, uh, I never saw an ad pop up on his videos. Right. Just doing it. But yeah, that's what he's up to these days. He's, He's on the internet. He's living a, a strange life. He's a strange yeah. person. Yeah, he's a little. He's very strange. Yeah. Now, he served his time. Been there for 15 years. That's a long time. Yeah. Um, But I wanted to mention that because I did a little research after I watched it. I watched this movie earlier today. And it just sucked my ass right in, dude. I was there. I was there for the ride. Like it did the same for me. Oh, yeah. man. I, well, I mean, it's not all. It, it's not often that we get. It's never like this. Yeah, this I mean, doesn't it's happen. Like, what, the fucking decade, like, maybe. How did this even happen? Like, who said? It's you know a, what we should do a movie about? Mayhem. Yeah, and well, everybody said who? Oh, okay. There's a book. Oh, like a little true story. Well, also. Uh, also, I think it's worth to point out that the director uh, is the drummer for a black, well, a similar uh, black metal band called Bathory. Or he used to be the drummer for that band. That, okay, right. that makes sense. So this I mean, a- to a degree, uh, so I feel like to a degree, the movie wasn't made from an out by an outsider looking in. It was made by somebody who was who kind of. You know they get While it. While not the focal point, he was he was he was absolutely part of that region. He gets of it. Music. Yeah, it had that feel, man. The whole time I was watching, I was like, they, "Whoever they did a good job." They did. The actors were really good. I've never seen any of these people. Uh, I can't remember his name. Macaulay Culkin's brother did a great job. The dude played Varg. I think his name's like Roy something, Roy Cohen or something. <laughs> yeah. How funny is that? Uh, <laughs> nah, just kidding. Uh, but it was really good. I'm gonna go ahead and say this, guys. I'm gonna give it a full star. I'm giving this a full star. This this belongs up there. Now I know they're different, but this belongs up there with the Johnny Cash movie, the fucking you know that the band biopic. Yeah, it's going mm-hmm. up there, man. It's right up there. Like they did a great job. Now you know at the end of the movie. We don't know what happened, but, you know, from first to third act, yeah, we know that happened. Like, 
So we, we don't know what was said when those two were alone. We don't know what happened, but, you know, either way, you know? Yeah. Um, I gave it a full star. Enjoyed the hell out of it. Mm. <coughs> Excuse me, God. You want to go next, Trevor, or you want me to go? Um, I can go. Um, I mean, it's a lot of the same opinion that uh, Adam have. Definitely think it belongs. It's definitely on... If you're an eclectic person, clearly, if you don't give a shit about this type of music, then I guess this obviously isn't the movie for you. Though I do urge you to give it a shot. Um, my wife, you know, we have similar tastes in music, but she doesn't really... She ain't that dark. No, but, uh... (laughs) I mean, even she came away from it being like, that was, that was a crazy, that was, it was a good movie. She, she understood it and everything. But it belongs on that shelf with, you know, other great biopics that, you know, kind of, kind of do a good job of setting the scene of, of, of that era and everything. But I give it, I give it a full star as well, man. Because at the end of the day, it's still a really good movie. And a really depressing movie. Yeah. Despite the violence and the can't believe they did this, you know, at the end of the day, it's almost a a pitiful picture of a guy who wanted, who had an idea for what he wanted to do with his music. And he just kept getting really shitty He got too deep, man. But here's the thing, though. He crossed the line between being anti-something and letting that anti, that that rebellious feeling get really, like, too far gone. But you got to ask yourself this. Would mayhem have been what it was without that? No. No. No, dude. Well, I mean, and if you were... It would have been nothing. What was strange was the way, the way they chose to end it with him being like, you know... Feel sorry for me. I created a genre. And what the fuck did you do today? You. you know what the fuck have you done? I like that. That was. But I mean, I don't know. There was something. There's just. It was just something particularly sad about that that ending moment when you know he kind of sort of is getting his life together. The girl finally takes his band photos for him. But you know, you know all those little things that he want. All the things he was wanting, he got. Even you know, she even. uh we don't even know if that was real, though. But, you know, but, well, I mean, going from that to, you know, stabbed to death. Oh, and even man, the moment him at the bottom of those steps. Well, when he looks at him and he's just like, I thought, you know, he's like, you're my friend. You yeah, know? dude, that was sad as fuck, dude. Like, like the whole, like the veil of the whole, you know, I'm in the dark shit, that whole, like, all that was stripped the fuck away every time Varg planted the knife in him in the movie. Like, it, it really broke, it, it shattered all of it to where it's like, this is some fucked up shit that ha- happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was, man. But, yeah, dude, solid movie. Um, It, you'll come away from it with definitely a, a, a very different perspective of that 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 part of the world particularly the that that music and the i don't know it it really it it wasn't even really about the music though man it was a story 
I think sure. somebody could watch. You know, there's music in this movie. There's a little bit of music. It's there's just really though. I mean, how much? I mean, if you if you take how much music they were playing, and like all the scenes with just dialogue, there was like what twenty minutes of music. Yeah. It's a good story. You know, this shit happened. This is I, real. I, this was. Um. I think somebody could watch this that doesn't give a fuck about any of that and be like, yeah, man, that was, yeah. And it's like, well, this shit happened. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. They burn churches down? It's like, yeah, this shit's like, I mean, I had no idea. Yeah. Well, I had no idea. And I went and listened to him. Griffin did the same. You were talking the other day. He went and listened to Mayhem. Like, it's I pulled some awesome clips up and listened to it. And I was like, yep, sounds like Mayhem. Like, <laughs> um, it's cool that the story, you know, gets to be told. Like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, didn't ever think. I mean, never. <clears throat> you ever think right. you'd see a mayhem movie? No. Fuck no, dude. But the thing about it is, now it makes me want more. Oh yeah, you know what I mean, like. I think that there is a lot of interesting stories out there dude. that come from this type of music that would be just I mean, dude, killer. The goddamn Lamb of God movie. I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying well, like we've we've gone down our list of band dude a rush movie. Well, but could you imagine something like a black flag movie? You know what I'm saying? I mean, dude, it'll happen. Or like a Guar movie. Oh man. Yeah, like stuff like that. I mean, just it, it's we that need more. Of, yeah, I mean, it's that type of music. I love that, movies like this. Yeah, and I and it it makes it to me that much better whenever it's something that that you are invested. In. Queen, love Queen, love the movie. You know, give like, me more though. Yeah, this. Give me another band. All right, we got Rocket Man coming out. That's cool, but give me something like. You know, that's top shelf. Give me something on, like, bottom shelf. Yeah. Like, left field. Can you believe they made a fucking Mayhem movie, dude? No. Like, oh, man. It's fucking weird. It's great, though. I fucking loved it. And I'm thinking about getting the book and just reading the book. I bet the book is real. I bet there's shit in the book that wasn't in the movie. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping that the book will have, like, Interviews with people, photos, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, it's an actual, like, biography yeah. of what happened in that scene, you know? Because I've, I'm, I'll, I'll say this real quick before we have, you know, do what we got to do. But the my first encounter with Bard, like, finding out about him and everything, was when they interviewed him for that medal, A Headbanger's Journey. Did this was after he that? killed the dude and... Oh, this was, this a was after years. he got out of jail. Yeah, I think I think it was I after he got it. out of jail. Well, you, you should check it out. It's like an hour and a half long, but it's this uh, you know filmmaker that's making this documentary about metal and stuff, and he's exploring different subgenres. And he goes and interviews Varg, and he was like, "That that's where the first time that I'd heard about the church burnings, and mm-hmm. I, I heard about the stuff with mayhem and what happened, you know, with the." Uh, the vocalist that was your stuff. introduction. 
Well, but that was my introdu- introduction to Varg because they interview him on there, and it's like, why? An hour and a half him? of him talking. No, 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 no. It's just a small part of the movie. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. He interviews people from different genres of music, different subgenres of metal music through the whole thing. But the Varg interview, because it was like nighttime, there was a bunch of candles lit. Like he really. Oh, yeah, dude. He set the mood, spin the yarn. Yeah. And he was like, why did you, you know, why did you burn those churches down? And Varg's like, for Satan. You know, like. Did he say that? that? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's in the documentary, man. I remember when he was interviewed behind bars. Um, whenever they there was a documentary about black metal called "Until the Light Takes Us." I've heard of this documentary. Never seen it, but I've heard of it. It uh, it more or less follows uh, dude from Dark Throne. Like he's in it a lot. Oh really? Yeah, but there are moments where they're explaining the black metal history and shit like that. And, uh, you know, they obviously have to bring up Mayhem and Burzum and all that. And <clears throat> there's just a moment where they're interviewing him, uh, you know, where he was at at the time. It's crazy, right? Yeah. It's one of those things where it's... I believe it, it was when he was still incarcerated, but I could be wrong. It drives me crazy that people are like, Things you, like how do you happen. spell his name? Varg. How's it spelled? V a r g. V a r g. V i k e r n s. I believe. But um, it, it drives me crazy whenever they, you know, okay. things like this happen, and people are like. Well, it's that that type of music is uh, is is the reason that people are like that, and it's like, okay, well, what about all these other different genres of music where people are killing other people? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just extreme well, music that gets the rap publicity. music. Exactly. I mean, rap music has got a. I mean, dude, if you won't get down to it, they got a more higher fucking, body count than yeah. anything. Yeah. Anything. Or I don't know, the blues. Oh, yeah, right. He was What's released that? from jail in 2009. He's been out for 10 years. So I'm guessing that documentary was after he was released. Yeah, you can. I'm pretty sure that they have those. Because that, that, that documentary music. you're talking about was released in the last 10 years. I remember that. Yeah. I remember they, you talking about it. Like, Yeah. Go ahead, bang. Journey. It's a fascinating story of a group of friends, a movement. And they just got too deep. The, it, it, yeah, it totally. They got too deep, man. Itself. They just they took it too far. They, I get what they were doing. I get it. Yeah, I get it, man. You know, goat heads on the stage, pig blood. I get it, man. But, you know, there's a difference between the stage and the house. And it, it just got out of hand like these. You, know, you run into people like that in life and it's like, whoa, man, wait, you know, this shit's not real, right? <laughs> okay. 
Well, I mean, and, and and there were there were subtle hints to show you how they they or at least in the movie's depiction, you know, Euronymous was very much like he understood that it was a show. Yeah. Uh, from, you know, from little sequences, yeah. well, well, sequences where after they would play a show or some shit like that and do something off the wall crazy, it cut to him sitting on the couch with his head in his father's lap or something. Yeah, you know? oh, dude, his feet. He was sitting there. See, he came from a good home. He was John Gray. Yeah, all yeah. You know what I'm saying all of these kids, all of these kids were the typical. You know, they get to the door, mom, I'm going out, and. Well, dude's mom paid for his damn recordings. Like, you know, they they had good, they had good parents. Yeah. They just took it too far. But, you know, because of what they did, dude, there's so I bet if you, if we could find a list, I'm sure there's no list online, but there's no telling how many bands out there. Like mayhem would be one of their, you know, one of their like things where they like mayhem. It's like, oh shit, dude, mayhem got him. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. It's crazy. Like, well, I mean. Hey, in the movie, also... dude. In the movie, dude, he said, you remember when he sat down? There was this scene where he was talking about doing something. They sat down at the restaurant. Var came in and sat down. And he was like, fuck those guys. Those guys that want to do this, sit around and do nothing. Yeah. Y'all remember this scene? Oh, well, he was talking. Everyone at the table, he was talking to them. Yeah. Sit around in your morbid angel shirt. Yeah. And do nothing. I was like, morbid angel, you know? (laughs) And and he called them out right there. That was was the point in the movie when I knew, like, he was past what was going on there. Like, he was... When yeah. he said that shit, and they all laughed, and he was just staring at dude like in an hour and a half, I'm gonna stab the shit out of you. Movie time. Movie time. The way he would look at him, man. Yeah. He hated he, but at the same time, he liked him, but he hated him. Yeah. It was a dick measuring contest. It was, dude. The whole movie. Yeah. It was a black metal dick measuring contest. And everybody lost. Except for no Varg, right? I well, mean, he, got, he, he did jail time. He went to jail, but. He didn't die. I mean, dick swinging. Like, yeah, right. So, uh, before we have to go, do you want to watch this trailer? What trailer? I just dropped it. It's called Knives Out. I might I even have trailer. a trailer. All right. Now, I, I don't this- know if you guys want to watch this, but they dropped Jumanji 3's trailer. I didn't even watch Jumanji 1 okay. or 2. Well, <laughs> there's a trailer, and it's got Danny DeVito in it. Oh, my God. That's why I bring it up. Frank? It's Danny DeVito, man. That's awesome. So if y'all want to see it, I'll watch it. I'll leave it here. It ain't that long. It, they've changed the movie up. I saw the first Jumanji. It wasn't that bad. It had Jack Black in it. I'll watch anything with Jack Black in it. Even a house with two clocks in it. I don't know what it's called. Like, I'd watch that, too. Yeah, but, I'll watch uh, this I'll, now. I saw this popped up. This has got uh, Daniel Craig in it, right? It looks really fucking good. You seen the trailer? Yeah, I watched it earlier. 
This is the one you dropped earlier. Did you drop something yeah. earlier today? Yeah. That, I, that was I, I clicked on it and I was like, no, not now. And I backed yeah. out because I realized it was a trailer. Let me know when you're ready on the Knives Out trailer. Griffin, you didn't rate the movie. Yeah. Were you trying to creep out on the rate? You didn't rate it. Did you rate it? I don't think you did. Maybe. Full star. Does it get a death? Does it get a podcast death star? It gets a death star, dude. He gets a night star. Y'all ready? Here we go. Three, two, one, play. I actually had you muted. Griffith gave it a full star. She looks familiar. He looks familiar. Bettina. A lot of candles. Oh, she's old. <laughs> Is this a murder mystery? It's Daniel Clue. Yeah. Fun fact, that's what Captain America did all that time when he was gone. (laughs) That's what's her name, right? Oh, my God, dude. She's playing an old lady. Look at this cast, man. camera angle I'm down to watch that it looks pretty interesting Uh, what I like about the trailer is they really didn't show you a lot nothing yeah Yeah, you don't know what's going on there that's a good trailer All all it really showed you was he was able to afford a lot of good actors yeah yeah who's in it well the script's gotta in order for the some of the faces and the names that you see there Script's got to be good, right? Yeah. Got to be. So I've got Jumanji 3 up, up, up and ready. Yeah, I'm ready on that one. 
Three, two, one, play. The next level. Here we go. I've been trying to figure out what he's from, dude. What's he from? He's the brother. He's the brother in Hereditary. Look here. Look who we got. Not because Spencer's inside the game. Watch this shit, y'all. Y'all ain't y'all ain't ready for this. I didn't even know there was a second one. It's the next level too, man. Different than the last. How many Jumanji fucking movies are they going to make? First one was pretty good, dude. Was that Nick Jonas? It was. Look at these bridges, dude. What the fuck? That's a hard boss. Right here, here it comes. Right here. <laughs> that ain't bad, man. Looks all right. Have you guys seen the first one? No. It's funny. Got Jack Black in it and fucking Kevin Hart, dude. They're a good team. Yeah. Well, Kevin Hart's yeah. like, I don't want to die. You know? Yeah. Hey, guys. We don't know what we're going to watch next week. Um, we don't have anything to watch next week. Let's true. just watch the news. I'm just uh, kidding. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't think people want to hear our take on what's going on in the world. Yeah. Uh, Trump in, in North Korea. <laughs> it's beautiful. I okay. love it. I love the mountains. The yeah. I love Kim. He loves me. They are disarming all of their bombs. Okay. Yeah. Nuclear Everyone weapons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're going to build a wall around a sand dune, you know? Doesn't North Korea already have a wall around it? Ah, they got a border. 
I mean, Clemson, their border has a wall. Why can't our border have a wall? <laughs> I mean, hey, dude, <laughs> slow your roll. <laughs> You're going to upset people. Let's see if I have anything in the damn, in the tap here. Let me look through my, because we're not, we're, we're caught up, dude. Is the, uh, I'm, on, the I'm throwing this out there. What are you about to say? The man who killed Don Quixote. That is available, but also Pet Cemetery is available. Ooh. Ooh. Blu-ray. The Beach Bum is available. I will say this. Watch the first 15 minutes. Rather watch Pet Cemetery. Oh, really? They said that this was the stoner comedy to beat all stoner comedies. Well, we could line up some movies. We can line up some movies, throw them in a generator. I see mean, what cool. old what old fucking. All I'm saying is, I mean, would you guys like to see Pet Cemetery? I wouldn't mind watching it. I mean, the original was wicked. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um. Wasn't it what wicked? About, what about what about Midsommar? Is it out yet? I believe it is. Wait, is it? Nah, that's not. I was going back to shit that I clicked on, and that was a trailer. So now, oh well, I'm I'm still in favor of watching Metropolis. Oh yeah, that's that. That'll be my my throw into the pile. Who was the guy that did that Midsummer movie? The guy who did uh, it's the same guy who did Hereditary. Okay, Griffin's gonna love this, and yeah, I hope. So. I mean, Hereditary wasn't bad; it was just more the same. I'm gonna, I'm gonna drag you bad. kicking and screaming through this fucking genre until I find one. I liked Hereditary, like, man. It wasn't that bad. Uh, I mean, I thought it was okay. All right, here's what we got. What was that? Uh, 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 the Battle Angel. What was that one movie? Uh, Alita. Alita. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I I'm, saw I'm, that I'm a while back. That it. was available. I'm interested um, in seeing it. It looks, like something, it looks like something. Oh, Brightburn. That's is available. That I, Let's do that I, next week. Well, that's on Netflix. Should, is it? I think it is. Well, if it's not, I saw it. You know, it's 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 up there in the cloud. I, I think we should do that just to be completely honest. Also, oh wait, wait, wait. Let me go. Let me go make sure before I say this shit. Because I think I'm going to change everyone's mind. I think we have our next lineup, and we can we can put this in the system and suck and fuck it. All right, you ready? Uh-huh. I'm yep, ready. here it is. Hellboy. Okay, yeah. Hellboy's out there. What do you, what do you think, Trav? Hellboy Who wants to see Hellboy? I but here's what we can do, man. I, I didn't hear a single word you just said, Adam. Hellboy. All I heard was, okay. I thought you said. <laughs> you heard Hellboy. All I heard was hell. We could, uh, we could put all of those in the generator. You're suddenly loud as shit in my head. Turn, turn it down. We could put the Battle Angel. We could put Brightburn, Hellboy, and Pet Cemetery in a generator. 
Y'all want to watch all those movies? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I want to see Pet Cemetery. It's got John Lithgow in it, dude. Yeah, He's going to be hilarious. Is he? I don't know. <laughs> but we could put those in a generator, dude, and then just that there goes the next fucking four weeks. Yeah. So what um, are choices? Hellboy, Alita, Brightburn, Pet Cemetery. Is there anything else that's that's out that y'all want to throw in here? Let me look. Dumbo. Eh, pass. Uh, Escape Plan. Uh, City of Lies. Hey, I would like to say this to our podcast friends. I watched uh, a murder mystery. A That's that new one? Adam Sandler movie. Uh-huh. Kind of funny. Not bad. Not podcast worthy, but kind of funny. Right. It's like a, you know, it's like Clue on a fucking yacht. Ah. And Adam Sandler's the cop. So Sounds all right. Has it got his familiar cast of... Nope. Rousers? Oh, uh-uh. really? No, nah, it's all different. It's got Jennifer Aniston in it, though. Uh, this hot Asian chick. Okay. Well, do you want me to run with these four? That's right a now? month. I'm down. You want to run them three times? Uh, sure. I hope Hellboy's first. One, two. I hope Hellboy's first. Three. No. Alita's first. Brightburn, Hellboy, and Pet Cemetery. How do y'all feel about that? I'm okay with Fine it. with me. Let me write it down, because somebody's got to remember this. Griffin used to remember stuff. I'm saving a screenshot. I still got to write it. Will you send that to me? Will you post yeah. it in the thing? In the chat? So I can get those and put them in order and put them where they need to be? Yep. All right, cool. It's got the timestamp, the IP, and now this uh, this Alita like is that a comic book? I mean, where's that? How do y'all know about that? It's what? Oh, yeah. So I, I want to rewind back about three minutes. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's (laughs) it's live. I want to Robert Rodriguez direct. Yeah, but it's got a lot of James Cameron shit going on. Yeah. Like he's got his fingers all over that movie. Her eyes are really big. It's yeah, a CGI that's... movie. Oh, it's got the dude in it that was in uh the movie where he takes the guy through the south. Oh, black uh, dude, he's in it, man. I bet Ali, he's a bad guy. Ali Marshall. Yeah, whatever. You know. Yeah, and <laughs> it's got Christoph Waltz in it. So. Oh, wait for the crane. You know. <laughs> right. All right, guys, I got to go. Uh, I got to go to bed. You post that? All right, it's in there. All right, guys. So next week we're watching a movie. And, and um, yeah, keep it real. Yeah.